Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Just go ahead and ignore the content that I have for this show right now because I have to transfer transfer it over and fix it for Dan here, who's on the line with me. Um, I just crossed my wires and put the content for somebody else who, I, who I'm going to be interviewing later on in the week. Um, and guess what? <laughs> if that's the 812 area code that's on the line, I guess I double booked today. Oh, dear. I apologize, everybody. Listen, whoever's on the 812 line, um, you can hold right there if you're just calling in to ask questions. Um, but if you're the unfortunate person who I double booked on, then I'm going to have to rebook you again. Apologize for that. Um, I have Dan here, Dan Everett's on the line from College Money Pros. And uh, once again, they're on the 812 line who's calling in. Um, if you just have some questions for the for the uh, the guest, feel free to hang in there. Otherwise, once again, I apologize if I've double booked you. Then I'll have to reach back out to your uh, your uh, uh, people and uh, reschedule it. Um, unfortunately, I double booked today. I apologize in advance to everybody for that. So right now, I have uh, Dan Everett on the line from College Money Pros. Um, it's really just what it sounds like. Um, it's a Bay Area College Planning Specialist Certified Advisor. That's a lot of words, but that's good because <laughs> that all means something good. Um, they also have the expertise to help you uh, develop a plan and uh, kind of make the, be- the you know the best financial choices for 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 you and your family. And uh, how you doing, Dan? Did I say your name right, Dan Everett? You, yes, you did. I'm doing great today. How are you? Hanging in there, I'm uh, double booking people, stepping on toes. You know, same old, same uh, old. <laughs> hey, been there, done that. That's a good problem to have in a way, but now I feel bad. Um, so, what? Tell, tell me a little bit, a little bit about what we do here on the show is um, kind of ask about sort of your past and how you how you started, what you started, and why you started it. What kind of mentors you had? Were your parents entrepreneurs? And sort of start from there. And then work okay. our way towards what you're doing uh, nowadays, and uh, what you okay. offer, and uh, your sort of company structure, yeah. and all that sort of thing. How'd you, how'd you get yeah, back No problem. Uh, in 2005, uh, my daughter was a senior in high school. I was a very business, very busy uh, business professional. I actually was a mortgage banker, had 14 loan officers, and. My daughter was absolutely driving me crazy with all the different things that you need to do to get kids in college these days. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what is going Yeah, it was like, wow, what is all this leadership and community service and all these different projects and all the different financial aid forms? And it seems like every few weeks I had something, you know, on my, on my plate that was not yeah. real good for me because I was a busy guy. And so finally got her in college, uh, and I was a six-figure earner, and I thought that I would get some help, but the only thing they offered me was loans. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that loans is the major instrument that the federal government and the, and the schools use uh, when, they, when they say financial aid. When I went mm-hmm. to college, the, part, you know, the process was much easier. You just applied two or three schools you want to go to. You got accepted. There was plenty of financial aid. College wasn't that expensive, and you just did your thing. I just, I guess I was, you know, I wasn't up on it. And so what happened was I get her in, and and it just all, at the time I was having a, you know, midlife crisis. I was just, you know, I was just burnt out really. And I was looking for (laughs) 
something to do where I can give back and help people. And I actually was signed up to go to a different streams of income seminar in Chicago. So, I, you know, I'm in the Napa Valley, and but I decided I'm going to go. And so I flew out there, and the, there was made, the majority of businesses there were tech businesses. And the last gentleman came out. He was a valedictorian of his high school, thought he would get money for college, middle-class family, got no money, and had the, uh, eventually graduated from Long Beach State after he had to pay for it. He became a practicing CPA, and after four years of doing taxes, he got he was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. He said the thing that bugged him was he knew other families that were uh, at his at his school that graduated, you know, students that graduated with him, and they got money for college. And so he said it always stuck in the back of his head, how do they do that? So he just started doing research and found out there are organizations across the country that do exactly that. We know how to access free money for basically working families. And not only that, we know how to structure a plan so that, A, your kid will successfully get through college and successfully go into the right career. And number two, we'll successfully put together a what's called a college funding plan so that uh, your kid or you are not going to be trapped with $100,000 student or parent debt once your kid gets in the real world. So that is kind of the synopsis of, you know, how I got there, what I'm doing now. Fast forward nine years later, and, you know, we we help a lot of families do this, and a lot of families have questions, and that's why I'm, you know, on the radio show to help educate these families on what they need to do. Hmm. Now, did you have a... Um what did you do before this? Did you have a background? Did you have somebody who kind of mentored you to become an entrepreneur? Were your parents well, entrepreneurs? Well, actually, I was, a, I, was a, I was a mortgage banker. And so my dad was, was also a mortgage banker. So mm-hmm. he got me in the industry, and that's how I got started. You know, as a, I ended up eventually doing, you know, owning my own franchise business um, after starting off working for other people. Uh, but then as far as, you know, the college funding is, is – is, uh, um, it was about it. It was you know I want to continue to do something where I run the show. I don't have to answer to a boss every day. I'll be the boss. So that's how I did this. And um, you know, again, it's really evolved, and we've helped a lot of people figure this pro- program and this process out. So, one of the most typical ways that you know people get. Uh, it sort of get into their own businesses. Is there, well, two actually? I've actually you've exhibited two. One is your, you're a kind of finance guy in the first place. Uh, number two, the you know necessity, being the mother of invention. You had a daughter who was about to go off to college, and you realized there was zero help, zero help for for your situation. Um, and then you kind of got tired of a boss. <laughs> which is pretty too, especially personality types of entrepreneurs is, is that's really one of the biggies is that, you know what, if this guy can be a boss, I'm pretty confident I can do it too. <laughs> exactly. Right. My God, I just, and you know, I've been, you know, on my own for quite a while, but I, I can't, you know, once you do it for a while, it's like no way you could ever work for anybody. Right. It's just, it's just, right. it's just crazy. There's no way, especially when you understand that you're probably smarter than he is. <laughs> So, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's a big factor. <laughs> you see a lot of that. You really do. I mean, I mean, other than like, other than 
kind of being kicked out of the workforce because that's a big, pretty big motivator when, when people decide, like, I just can't trust in anything. I, I can't. Um, there's just no, there's never a, a guarantee. You know, you could be at a company for 15 years and they, and now all of a sudden they kick you to the curb. That's right. Confidence, confidence in the, the length of an average workplace is, is pretty much zero these days. I mean, you, people are always looking for. I, I mean, I mean, it's good anyway. It's healthy to always be looking for kind of the next, the next thing. But nowadays, like I say, you, you can't, you, you, you're not in control of your destiny. And I think that's a big phrase that entrepreneurs use is they really just wanted to take control of their own destiny. And hey, guess what? You, you know what? You had a need. You said if I can if I can figure out a way to fulfill this need for me and my family, well, guess what? I'm going to get paid to help people. Well, a lot of people don't realize that guys that have their own businesses, and the guys that founded the business and and kind of you know it's kind of like in the military when you had a you had an officer who worked his way up through the ranks, mm-hmm. um, and he he knew he knew a lot more about your equipment and your and your situations, and he understood being an enlisted guy. And he was just I mean, a lot of times they made better officers and. I think business owners, you work your way up through the ranks, you realize that you could be just as good a boss as anybody, and you venture out on your own. How long have you been doing the College Money Pro thing? Nine years. It started October 2005. And you know what's interesting is, you know, I I didn't realize at the time that I was actually, you know, getting into a niche that has really just uh, become a mission for me, man. I, I actually love working with families. I have some of the nicest kids, nicest families, and you know we all have the same goal: is to help our kids get through this whole this whole college process um, and fund it fund it in a way where it's not going to uh, break the bank. You know, a lot of these the financial services industry has done a really good job in promoting what's called five twenty nine savings plans, which I think are not a good vehicle to pay for college. Um, but, you know, when you look up, oh, I've got a 529, really? Let's see how much that's going to count to get you in the financial aid formula. <laughs> you, you know? Gee, let's that's wait for the next, uh, yeah, let's make, wait for the next stock market to, to go down so your 529 hard savings plan, you know, goes, goes loses 20 or 30%. I mean, come on. <laughs> now, now, elaborate on that a little more for me when you, when you, what is it? the plan you're talking about, and how how does it actually it's, affect your uh, Well, it's a college calculate. savings plan. I mean, if you look at a lot of the states and the majority of financial planners, you know, you get some tax breaks with a 529. But, you know, it, it's just like a four, like a uh, 529 and a 401K are very similar. Um, the difference oh, okay. is, yeah, it's very similar to that. You get the tax breaks. But you, people think that you don't have to pay taxes on it. You do. You're going to pay tax. Well, a 529, you get the breaks because it's a college education. But, you know, a uh, 401K, you're just delaying the tax calculation is all you're doing. You still don't have to pay taxes on it. But with the college savings plan, what happens if your kid decides he doesn't want to go to college? You're, and you don't, you have to spend those, your hard-earned or hard-saved money on something other than college. You are going to pay penalties and interest up the, up the wazoo. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's like you know, I'm, I'm not. I see it all the time. And matter of fact, we've had actually clients that after we did the numbers that we, they we actually suggested that they pay the interest and penalties and stop saving there 
at exactly where they are, and let's take a look at some alternative um, uh, thing, you know, vehicles that we could use to figure out how we're going to pay for college. And mm-hmm. again, that's that's all great, but you got to make sure your kid is on track and he's doing his thing in the classroom. And then, what is he going to do? Most kids get to college, fifty percent of them end up changing their major. Only thirty-eight <laughs> percent of kids are going to graduate in four years, and mm-hmm. a large percentage of kids will never graduate. So again, that's that's a big debt, and that's something that we like to try to figure out. And we don't have that problem with our kids because we do a, a ton of different assessments to identify the right major and the right career path for a kid. Because most sixteen-year-olds don't know; they barely know how to brush their teeth. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. I mean, it'd be funny, but a lot of kids, you know, and, okay, but you know, I, I know forty-year-olds that don't know what they really want to do in life. They hate their jobs. Oh, yeah, right. Me too. <laughs> you might exactly. be stuck in a one. <laughs> you never know. Oh, God. <laughs> it is a. It is a. Uh, I'll tell you what. When um, when my son went off to college, I wish I had known about you guys because it was there. Well, just I'll tell you what. Just just you just said financial aid formula, right? Yep. That's a that's a beast, right? It's, it's like you it's don't know beast. how much money can yeah. I have, how much you know. Yeah. Most families don't have a clue. And the, the formula, is, it's not that bad, but it's the, the problem with it is you, it, it's not bad if you understand it and and you right. are educated on how it, it works. Exactly, right. And that's... Wow. that's it has to do with most it. families look up. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's all right. So, so is, it's, is it mostly income? It's mostly income-based, right? It's income and asset-based. And okay. but again, there are certain strategies that you can use to lower your numbers that the public is not aware of. Uh, right. Then, if your kid if your kid is not going to be eligible for need based aid, they may be eligible for merit money, or they may be eligible for out of state, in state tuition out of out of state school. There's hmm. a ton of options that that are available to lower families' out of pocket costs, and the families look at this like you know. Uh, a lot of them look at it as if it's, oh, we're just similar to I'm going to buy a car. But I got mm-hmm. news for you. The average family is going to spend a hundred to $250,000 per kid. And right. the, families that are, yeah, the families that are proactive and start planning early are the ones that win the funding game and they win the, they win the career game with their kids. Yeah. See, that's the thing is how, how early, you know. It's like if you wait last minute to book your flight, you're going to pay more than everybody else, you know. It's, it's, uh, that's correct. And, know. like, I have I have a program that we actually start kids in the ninth grade. And the, the actual program is where we have a monthly um, coaching planning event or assignment for each kid so that they're coached all the way through the process. And it also includes SAT and ACT prep. So, again, if kids understand, you know, the consequences of getting good grades, the consequences of starting early, then, they, then they're, more, uh, they're more liable to be on track on what they need to do because most kids in the ninth grade are goofy, like my ninth grader. <laughs> super, super goofy. <laughs> going to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, he's super goofy, but you know what? He's, he understands, you know, he knows we've already identified 10 or 15 schools that he is already, you know, doing doing research on. 
And again, that's, he's in the ninth grade, so he doesn't really know. But now he's on track. Every month he has something to do in our own online coaching program. He's going to have an assignment that's going to say, uh, "Let's go. Let's, we're going to take an assessment this month. We're going to take a look at this career. We're going to take a look at that career. What is a good fit for you?" And it's really, I could see his, you know, I could see him thinking about it now. Where, you know, and I just really started him in September and. You know, in the eighth grade and over the summer, you know, I talk to him about it, it goes in one ear, one or out the other ear. But now, since he's actually seeing progress in what he's trying to do, it's making a huge difference in his life. Sure, sure. Yeah, because, you know, now you think about it that way, I guess, in a way, you're, in ninth grade is when you really kind of start stressing out about, oh, what am I going to do when I get out of here, you know? And yep. I think... For sure, by tenth grade, you're it's it weighs heavily on your mind. Is like, when you know, you feel like, oh, geez, I'm going to have to make a decision in a couple of years as to what the next phase is. And if right. you start thinking about it early enough, then maybe some of that anxiety is lifted as well. Because I, I didn't even know that you. So you you are uh, basically you're kind of forgive me. I like to kind of pull analogies out, you know, but kind of kind of like you're a sort of a. a a consultant for kids that are going into to high school. Uh, yeah, that's your ideal in, yeah, kind of that, situation. Yeah, my, well, they're they're going, they're preparing. They just started high school, and they're yeah. going to be going to college. So, I mean, the difference between us, like there's a lot of educational consultants out there and a lot of, you know, probably high-income, high-network families hire educational consultants. And their whole thing is to, you know, help the kids with the essays and, you know, choose help them choose schools and help them get them into college. Well, we do that as well, but the difference is most educational consultants, when you talk to them about how they're going to pay for college or how they're going to fund college, that's where it ends. They don't do that. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to be a company that helped develop your kid all the way through the process so one day when you see him walking across that stage graduating from college, you know, you say it's a long journey, but we're glad we started early. And now, and when the kid hits the, you know, 11th, 12th grade, that's when we start implementing a plan to, well, actually we start that early, implementing a plan to fund college. Uh, we, the earlier we start that, the better. But, you know, a lot of families procrastinate and, you know, oh, my kid's almost a senior. I'll start figuring out how I'm going to pay this $150,000 in four years. <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's a whopper. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... And when I do workshops, I tell families all the time, I was like, let me ask you a question. When you were preparing to purchase your home, did mm-hmm. you start, you know, one year before you wanted to buy the house, start saving for a down payment? <laughs> yeah, of course, no, we've been saving for years. Yeah. 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 Some people, some people wait and save for 10, 10 years or, or more. Exactly. And what people don't understand the cost, the average, the cost of a college education has recently recently surpassed the cost of an average home price in America. So wow. go figure if you think you're going to do this in in one year, uh, it's not going right. to happen. You're going to get in debt. Your kid's going to get in debt, and it's mm-hmm. going to really it may delay your retirement. It's just you know preparation is the key to this whole process. You're gonna you're gonna think this is hilarious, but. My la- my son's last college, I I wasn't my care of all that, right? Because she uh-huh. had done it. My my wife's a nurse, and so she's been through the same college that she was kind of setting him up with here. 
and I always wondered if, like, if people, because I'll be honest with you, I did not, wasn't really aware of the, the just the amount, the cost of this college. It's it's a pretty popular college in New York. It's in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And um, when I actually saw the bill, I about fell over because I was like, this is not, how do you recommend, like, here, here's my, t- tell me if this is right or wrong, okay? I'm I'm mm-hmm. recommending that. I'm recommending that the average now who do you, who do you hit? Are you your customer gonna be middle class, upper class? Uh, as far yeah, my, as income my, and my, Yeah, my our normal more normal is just working families, even though that does include families that are probably gonna be upper middle class as well. Um families that where the parents probably went to college, they understand the value of a college education. And mm-hmm. that's that's usually my demographic, you know, even though I help families that you know, if the families have lower income, they're much easier to get financial aid for, but a lot of them don't believe their kids can go to college. So, you know, my right. typical demographic is husband and wife working, you know, mom or dad went to college, and, you know, mm-hmm. they're doing their thing, trying to do best for their kids and prepare them. That, that's my demographic. But, it, like, again, in that demographic, you know, I have families that make three, four, five hundred thousand $500,000 a year. Those are the mm-hmm. families that would like to access free money, but they don't know how. They think, right. oh, I make too much money. I'm not going to fill out these forms. For what? They're not going to give me anything. Well, how do you know that? You don't understand. Some schools have money. Some schools don't. Which yeah. school are you taking a look at? I mean, you got to understand. What's your, if your kid is doing well in the classroom, it doesn't matter where, how much money you make. If they do right on the test scores and their GPA and their community service, I've got families that make three, four, five dollars $500,000 where their kids are getting, you know, going for at least they're getting twenty, twenty five thousand a year in assistance to pay oh. for college. Oh. Look at that. Well, that's something. Yeah, you are yeah. right too, because I'm always looking and thinking like, oh, you know what? If uh, if as a family you make over, I don't know. I mean, I know what the bar is for the tap and Pell and stuff like that, and I I'm kind of frustrating when you're like, yeah, okay. So I make too much money to get this and that and the other thing, and then at some point you just give up and just assume that you make too much to get any help. And it's like, no, nah, like you're saying, from college to college, they might have, they might have, you know, even even the smaller two-year schools have, they have a book, they have a book of of grants that they give out every year. Correct. And, I just met. It's and, funny. Um, I just I just I just met with a family that. They made one hundred thirty thousand. They they assume they can't get any money. After I did the numbers, the kids is, is is trying to get into Brown. They're eligible for like thirty four thousand dollars of free money from Brown, and they make one hundred twenty five thousand a year. You know, it's like you don't know what money, you don't man. know. Yeah, yeah, true. true. Yeah, just because just because they say you can't get tap or Pell or whatever kind of whatever kind of loan they're gonna stick you with, that doesn't mean uh, you know that you that you can't. Uh, I mean, honestly, you you might you make a good point. If if the kids got you know A averages and they do well on the SATs, and um, you know you might want to look at schools you can't afford because they might be they might have that program where they're going to put you through. Yeah, they may compete for that kid. They may say, "Hey, I want that kid to go to my school. Let me let me give him a nice merit money offer." You know, Either you just, you just I, yeah. and of yeah. course. Uh, for us, with this structured approach, I already know the amount, the average amount of every of the merit money at every college across the country. So we have software that tells us all the information. So it's oh, not really? not really. Oh, of course, yeah. We don't, it's not. It's not. We're just you know throwing something out to try this college. No, no. We know ahead of time 
approximately. Right. I know when a kid is in the ninth grade, if we're looking at ten schools, I know approximately how much you're going to get when the kid is in the ninth or tenth grade. If he does, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, then we'll be able to get, you know, X amount of dollars to go to this particular school. Wow. Is that something that you built over the years, this database of? Uh, no, I, I belong to. No, I belong to different college planning organizations. We have a whole industry that the country is not even aware of. You know, we're not, yeah. you know, generally known. It's called the college planning specialist, and uh, some people call us college planners. And again, we, you know, we're cert- I'm certified through a company called College Planning Relief, and that's where we get all of our, a lot of our insider information and software, et cetera. Okay. Wow, that's very cool. That is an industry I did not know existed. That's very uh, interesting. You know, I'm used to going into, uh, if you do a search for this kind of stuff, you get barraged with ads for people that are going to call you and call you and call you and try to get you to go to their school. And Phoenix Phoenix is notorious for you know, do a search for college, and it's like 9,000 ads come up. And you never know. Kind of, it's, hard, it's hard to cut through the, you know, the noise is what it is. Right. It really is if you don't know what you're doing, which most of the family yeah. don't. The great thing no, about my industry, yeah, great thing about my industry is, you know, every year here comes the largest graduating class, and here comes the largest class coming from middle school to high school. So, I mean, that's, it's a it's an industry that has endless an endless amount of clients. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. How does how does um um and, and and if this is something that's proprietary, I understand. But I mean, how do you uh, how do you get paid? Do you have like an hourly fee? Do you have a package plan people sign up for? Yeah, we have we have different package plans. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just just depending on what you need, what you know, what, if your kid in the ninth grade or the you know eleventh or twelfth grade, just whatever we what we do is we do an assessment. And your mm-hmm. listeners who are listening, and if you have kids that are going to go to college, normally we charge for assessment. But since you're nice enough to let me be a guest on your show, if a family is listening and they want to get an assessment, we'll waive our normal $250 assessment fee, and we'll do a free assessment for them online because they're probably somewhere across the country. And we'll, we'll you know, we'll take a look at three or four schools and we'll give them answer all their questions and we'll see if they're a good fit for our, for our company. Beautiful. There you go. So, so go yeah. to collegemoneypros.com and just mention somewhere in the text field that you were on, you heard through you through Spotlight on Success, and then uh, get them a little deal. That sounds cool. Once again, that's collegemoneypros.com, right? Yeah, collegemoneypros.com, or they can just send me an email, Dan D A N at collegemoneypros t r o s dot com. There you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I this is one, you know, I love to hear about these kind of little tips and tricks that are like, geez, why doesn't everyone know? Why didn't I know about this? And here's the thing. The answer is because I didn't, I didn't basically, I didn't look hard enough. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, go to your local school. Here's what your loan is. Here's what your tap is. Here's what your bell is. Now go. Right. But the reality is, you know, you got to start, like you say, you got to start planning on, I mean, you guys plan based on, I'm assuming, personality types and, and grades yep. and where they focus more in math or science or history, or I'm, a, I'm assuming that's part of the assessment. Is that, does that sound about right? That's right, and, you know, what's your personality like? And, you know, you mentioned the local school. Here in California, we have the California State University System, which is mm-hmm. sticker price around 26000 bucks. 
Many God. times we can get our kids an education at a $60,000 private school for less than a cost of your $26,000 a year local school. Wow, yeah. Oh, there's so much to know in so little time. But yep. that's why you I, So I, I would probably, you know, if I had this to do all over again, I would immediately, whatever kind of packages you guys have available, I would immediately sign up for this service. Um, I, we have, like I say, my son has been in a couple colleges. Like you said, he's changed his degree and, you know, whatever, he's 19, he's going on 20, he's still figuring stuff out. I mean, heck, like you said, I know, I know. in fact, you might be speaking to, to a 40-year-old who's changed his, I've changed my degree slash, uh, you know, uh, job path numerous times in my life, and uh, it's, it's, you yeah. never know where, you never really know where you're going to end up, but at least if you do a little bit of work up front, you, you're going to have a better plan. And even if you have to change the plan, that doesn't matter because on financial and, and other things that you're going to help them kind of cut through all the all the noise on that. And there is a lot of noise out there with college funding and all that because there, there's just I – mean, you don't even want to Google it because you'll get 100 colleges that are going to call you 100 times. And, and, I, and I never – you know, it's tough to get through to the actual people like yourself that are the real consultants that really do this for a living. You know, you, you, like you say, you're members of organizations and all that sort of stuff so that you can stay on top of the industry and – and there's nothing better than somebody that knows an industry because because they they will save you tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in the long run, and I assume your packages are way less than that, so it's going to be a definite. Oh, a lot less than that. You know what? Watch out. A key. You know, if if a school is calling you, that's probably a for-profit school, and they are probably money motivated, and they're probably going to slam yeah, you into a loan absolutely. and make a ton Maybe of money we'll on you. Again. Maybe we'll have you on again. We're down to four seconds. CollegeMoneyPros.com. Thanks for coming, Dan Everts. Yep. Everybody, Thank you. go to CollegeMoneyPros.com. Yeah, we'll have you on again sometime. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.